0: hello everyone and welcome to the soul survivor podcast it is our episode 10 recap of survivor season 40 winners at war what a crazy episode first we have the loved ones and then we have absolute chaos we're here with our co-host jordan heffler ryan Withrow, and annie stoller Crazy, 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 crazy episode. That's all. Wait, do. Wait, wait.
1: I have a uh, safety without power advantage. I'm gonna leave this podcast. I'll be back <laughs> next week. But you guys, can hold on the forts. I'll be back later.
0: <laughs> what? What? A, what a crazy! What a crazy episode. Damn, half. What? Half. What do you think? Because I know the blood's always coursing through your veins, as you like to say.
2: Yeah, I have no complaints about this. I usually, I'm usually not a huge fan of the uh, the family visit, visit. To be honest with you, I usually think that the the people's reactions are blown out, out of proportion but honestly I could not eat up enough of the families I I love seeing it and obviously insane tribal the blood is just rushing through my veins I love <laughs> it
3: yeah yeah I'll say the same um I did love the family visit obviously it was absolutely wild seeing everyone's children I think I texted Jordan this like seeing Rob and Amber's children like s- those kids are so cute but it's just so funny like It was a great episode. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time.
1: It's basically like four mini
0: embers that they all look just like
3: embers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it was crazy. Uh, First time that not only all the families came, and I know that Survivor has been teasing that in previews all week, um, but also first time there was no challenge. They just said, go back to camp and enjoy your day. And then when we thought that it was just when you thought it was emotional enough, just when you thought it was long enough it was around 15 minutes the first part it goes right to the edge and i'm like oh they're just gonna like here's where they put the edge in and be like it's miserable on the edge it's miserable on the edge and then the boat comes up with all their families and i was like whoa
1: yeah no i mean this has been teased all week we kind of heard rumors about this before the season started i had a feeling that everyone in the game left edge or not would still get their loved ones um yeah, I mean, I think, like, to your eyes' points, it was historic. It was really, you know, amazing to watch. And I loved it. Everything okay? You good, though? Yeah, I'm good.
2: All right. It's um, not good.
1: No, I just thought it was really, really great for the first part of the episode. But then as we go on, I'm realizing okay, we have loved ones, Edge of Extinction, Immunity. We're not going to get to see Camp Strategy until like 35, 40 minutes in. Tribal's is going to be like five minutes long. In the end, I feel like we needed a lot more time for this episode. I feel like there was so much strategy happening, and we're gonna break it down in this podcast, but we needed at least an hour and a half to figure out what was happening at
0: camp, what was happening at tribal craziness. So I wanna I wanna ask a what may be a controversial question, but I'm sure a lot of people are thinking it. Do you guys think that the loved ones visit was too long, or was it okay because it was the families? I'm under the I'm under the impression that with the way look, maybe we could have had longer in the episode, as you said, Ryan. <laughs> But the way that all the families came was just such a great historic moment for Survivor. I'm sure it'll be remembered for a real long time, um, forever, honestly. As long as this show this show goes, and with the absolute chaos that happened at the end, I think it made up for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I see your point though. I feel like it, it was amazing. I loved watching it, seeing you know Jeremy's family walk out, Kim's whole family, Tyson's, um, Tony's. It was it was so amazing to watch. Like, I'm usually one that is okay with the family visit. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but it's sweet to see, but this was, like, really amazing, and any other season, like, this is the one you want to see because it's just so historic. Um, but again, I just feel like it, this could have happened last episode where it was the Adam boat, and I would have said, oh, okay, that's fine, but this was just such a fast-moving tribal, I just feel like we needed a little bit more time, honestly. Well, Yeah,
3: I agree. The family visit was really nice, but, I mean, I think... Looking at how the end of the episode played out, we needed to have a lot more background because I feel like I was kind of just lost in how everyone was voting.
2: So if you think about it, it would have been we probably would have had a reward challenge this episode if we didn't have the families visiting. We probably would have had a couple scenes of some minor planning or maybe some idle chit chat on at the camp. So I don't think that it it was really taking away from that much. It was just half the episode and we did have a lot, we did have a lot going on at tribal. And I think that we weren't really missing a lot of the background because so much of what happened in the decision-making of that tribal was for the moment, because, because of Jeremy leaving, I think everybody scrambled and started to make their plans right off the, uh, pretty fresh. So I don't, I don't know how much we missed, but yeah, I mean, I definitely could have had more of that Tribal at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess just to, like I guess for me is it's just that I wouldn't change I wouldn't change a thing. I think you guys are all right that this was such a amazing family visit that I wouldn't go back in history and rewrite this out. I think this was such a beautiful part of Survivor history. I wouldn't change it. I just wish we had more time. So I don't hate it. Like I, I, here's the comparison I'm gonna make. This isn't like the. A lot of challenge on Edge of Extinction where we spent like 15 minutes of them going up and down the mountain. That took way too long. <laughs> yeah. This
2: was worth the time. I just wish we had more time. That's up mm-hmm. time. Shout out Camp Rock 2. Wouldn't change a thing.
3: Shout out Fiji Airlines. Um, Shout out Fiji Airlines. Got to give them a promo for flying all the families out there.
2: Uh-huh. Who, went yeah. with, who went with Boston Rob's kids? That's what I
1: said to <laughs> my <friend>. like, <laughs> literally My, my brother
0: <laughs> mentioned the same
1: thing. Was it Parvati's husband? Was it the boat captain? Was it Adam's dad? Like, who was the chaperone for the little Marianos?
3: I actually have a, a serious question. I think I texted Jordan about it. I mean, this is, I say serious, but it's not actually super serious. Parv yeah. did mention that she met her husband because of Survivor. Yeah. Was he a previous player or was he yeah. just like, okay.
0: He was on season 19
2: Samoa with Russell.
3: Okay, gotcha, Very good. gotcha. Very
2: good. Yeah.
3: Interesting, interesting.
2: Um, Ryan is jealous you answered that. What's up? I said, Ryan's jealous that you answered that. No, I'm,
1: I'm proud of him. I'm, I'm proud. I, I'm giving him full marks.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: I I pretty much agree with everything you guys said. Like, I, I, I absolutely loved the loved ones visit, but I was just as excited to get right back into gameplay. Because, mm-hmm. it's it, you know, and I know that they announced this week that, the episode, the penultimate episode, the episode before the finale will be two hours. And then the obviously the finale is two hours plus the one hour reunion show. So we will get a ton of time then. I just wish that some of these episodes were longer. I do agree. Um, But now we head into our immunity challenge, which is one that we've seen. I, I feel like I've seen this challenge played out a million times. And I believe Jeff may have mentioned it. Ryan, if not, Ryan could recap anyway. What seasons were this played on? Do you remember? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, every season is, I
1: know it was used at least three or four times. We've seen this a couple of times now. It's a classic challenge. Um, I, I think, I think both the audience and the producers love it because there's a lot of skill in it, but there's a big element of surprise. Like anyone can drop at any time. So you're never going to like, even though Tony was in the lead, you, you couldn't say until the very end Tony was going to win because he could have dropped at any moment. Producers mm-hmm. love it. I know Jeff loves it. I love it personally. Um, and there's a, it's really strategical too because it's like it's like a game of chicken. It's like, do I speed up? Do I am I going to wait for him to make a mistake? Am I going to go for it? It's a lot deeper than it looks. Um, but no, I, I love that. Like Jeff said though, I definitely think we saw it on 32, which was Michelle's season. Um, I think we've Titan
3: definitely was- seen a lot of variations of this challenge, if not yeah. this specific challenge. I remember one of the. Um, a few, I forget what specific, like season specifically. I know they had it where they had to spell out a whole thing, and then there was drama because someone had like a letter that was upside down. That was bad, like, yeah, yeah.
1: Because he had an upside down. You, so that, that was it,
3: a- yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a classic survivor challenge. I personally really like it. Um, can never go wrong with this one,
0: yeah. I completely agree, and it was great to see so. I love, I look, and people, again, this is something people may have complaints about. I know that the previous two challenges was winner gets a fire token. This, it was winner gets two fire tokens. So I think that in a season where threat level is so important and people may not want to try in immunity challenges because they know it can increase their threat level, putting an incentive like fire tokens, especially two of them there, is so great to make sure that everybody's competing at the immunity challenge. And look, this is... What a, what a time for Tony to have his first immunity win
1: ever.
3: Yeah, Tony's first win. That was awesome.
1: We love to see a Tony winning a challenge. And I think this actually uh, makes Michelle's decision last week make more sense. If you can get fire tokens this easily by winning challenges, because Michelle's won some challenges in her season. She's very capable of winning. So if even if you give up four tokens for a flip of coin, you can easily win it back. So I feel like this is giving more credence to the fact that even though you pay four tokens, you can get fire tokens pretty easily after the merge. All right, let's let's calm down with it easily, Ryan. It's not, it's not that easy. It's not easy, but like you you have more chances. Your chances of getting yeah.
0: them ha- increase. I, am yeah. with you on that. Your 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 odds. Your there are a lot of opportunities to get it. I do understand what Ryan is saying. Um, yeah, and now Tony has three fire tokens. I think that this. Now we'll get into this for sure, but I think that this was the episode that kind of cemented Tony in a major power position, in my opinion. Um, he wins immunity, everyone's going to him for the vote. You finally got to see Tony in control, it looked like, rather than just kind of sitting back and waiting. And you gotta wonder if that is gonna hurt him going forward. Is he gonna be seen as a huge threat now because he wanted immunity? He, you know, did have a major say in this vote. And even you even heard a bunch of like people like Sarah and Jeremy, they're like, Well, I can't get what I want because Tony and like that 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 has to make you worried about Tony, but at the same time, he is in control.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could see it going both ways. I think we um, we saw people, like you just said, they're saying, you know, we can't get a word in. It's Tony's playing, you know, hard now because now he has the power. So he can, he can be more fast and loose, which, you know, it's scary to see because Tony's been playing so amazing up until this point, being under the radar, not getting a single vote. He's been doing really well. And I think that now that he had immunity, he felt a little bit of the power and he was – I think he was making moves. I think Jeremy was definitely in trouble tonight, as we'll talk about later. But Tony was putting that whole thing together. So I think this is where – because Hef has has been saying on the podcast he wants to see more from Tony. I think Hef would agree we saw a lot more from Tony tonight, which is a good sign. The only thing is we can't have Tony be going too hard because then people will all start turning on him. So we'll is, see. Is it too much?
0: That's the question.
3: Yeah, that's it's the thing much. I'm nervous about. It's that, like, Tony obviously is a great player, but I'm nervous that this is going to be a pivotal moment for him and everyone else on the island to kind of realize that they've been letting him fly under the radar for maybe a little bit too long um, just because of his social game. And now that they, if they see that he is, like, you know, capable of winning um, immunity, they think that'll probably bring him out a little bit more and kind of put a little bit more of a target on his back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to. Now let's now that you know we we discussed Tony and you know the power position that he appears to be in right now, let's actually talk about the chaos that went on, how it all how it all unfolded. And it all started out, and I I I said this um on Russell's show yesterday. Um I have a feeling that Jeremy and Tony something's gonna have to break at some point. I think that one of them's gonna end up voting the other one out at some point in the season because they keep the entire season, they've been panning back between Jeremy and Tony moments. Even when they were on the call split to three tribes, there was confessionals where Jeremy's like, "Tony's a huge threat. Tony's a huge threat." And then, you know, you had Tony talking about Jeremy, and then you have again tonight where, which looked like the maybe the final moment where a line was drawn in the sand between them, where that talk at the water well, where Jeremy wanted to try to try to you know be the leader in the vote, uh, choose who goes home, and Tony was not having it, especially because I, I have to say, I'm very surprised that Jeremy would throw out Sarah's name in front of Tony. Like maybe, that, no, maybe, maybe nobody suspects that they're actually working together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the beauty of cops R us 2.0 is that, uh, you know, cops R us 1.0 ended not in a great fashion. And yeah, maybe people are seeing, Oh, well, Tony and Sarah could rekindle. I guarantee you, We don't see them a lot in scenes together. I think they are purposefully staying far apart to lower their threat level to make sure people don't know they're together. So I think Jeremy, it maybe was a blunder to say Sarah's name in front of Tony in case they got back together. But maybe he really didn't know how close they actually are. But, yeah, it definitely could be a little oversight.
3: And I will say that it's honestly, like, a little bit ignorant on Jeremy's part for not – for for kind of just, like, dropping their names out of the blue. Um, I feel like if you're coming in and knowing that they've had some sort of relationship in the past, then you obviously have to be a little bit weary of that. So, I mean, I I kind of expected better from Jeremy on that part. But at the same time, we can't really, like, put ourselves in their shoes because of the paranoia that they, I'm sure, experience. So,
2: I feel like maybe in the back of his head he was thinking that he was going to end up playing that advantage all along, and maybe he was going to try to take some risks to, I guess, flip the alliances a little bit. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I question yeah,
1: before know. we uh, keep going with the, our uh, recap, uh, where are the live comments tonight? This is a crazy, uh, <laughs> this is a crazy episode, and we need our uh, we need people to get in here. At, if uh, you posted the link, right?
0: Yeah, I did. Where I'll, I'll go retweet it again right now. But if you're here, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. You're here, we would love to hear
1: year. questions and hear audience interaction. But um, yeah, I guess to answer half's question, half was basically saying, um, "Do we think Jeremy was going to play it the whole time, or did he get spooked?" I feel like it's tough because I, I he, Jeremy will probably say online like what he was actually going to do, but it could be revisionist history. We don't really know if he's going to just change how he was feeling. Good
2: use of revisionist history.
1: Thank you. I feel like half you have a point. Maybe he was into it the whole time, but my gut. Be, thank thank you tyler tyler in the chat my, my bro i see you over there um <laughs> but um i think that the fact that they showed jeremy and sarah both saying twice like jeff jeff like that it made me and granted it, it could be editing but it made me think that um it made me think that um that jeremy got spooked I, that that's my perception we'll get to tribal in a, in a little bit but that's my perception that jeremy was like oh you know i'm gonna Like, push for Sarah to Tony. Tony was very hesitant to it. Um, You know, I'm on the outs with Kim and Tyson. I might leave anyway. I'm not really sure. Oh, wait, Sarah's going to play something? I I, got to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, we had that conversation with – between Jeremy and Tony. And then Tony was like, well, I know I'm not doing that yet. And then you had Tony talking to – we had Tony talking to Sarah, which was – Really, really, really interesting because obviously I spoke about before. Sarah was getting annoyed with Tony. Um, Sarah wanted Kim out. Tony wanted Tyson out. He, it seems like you know this was the very beginning part of them planning what to do. Um, but there definitely was. Uh, look, if if you guys were in their position, would you've rather got got rid of Kim tonight or Tyson tonight? If I'm who? If you are in the position of Sarah, in the position of Tony, Tyson.
3: Yeah, I would say Tyson.
1: Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's interesting. I think Tyson's the move here just because not only is he a big social, strategic, and physical threat, but he also has the big advantage from Edge of Extinction where all of them are old schoolers and they're all going to vote for Tyson if he gets to the end. So I see their point. There's actually some strategy I want to ask you guys as well about this. I know voting out Tyson is the move here because, you know, he's a big threat, like we just said. But it's weird. The earlier you send him to Extinction – the more chances you give him for fire tokens. In a way, the Edge of Extinction rewards you for getting voted out early. Natalie had four tokens for that challenge. Yule, and she was the first voted out. Yule was the eighth voted out and had zero. So the game, technically, Edge of Extinction is flawed because it rewards you for doing worse in the game. So technically, if you save Tyson for like a seventh or sixth place vote out, he has less chances to get tokens and less chance to get back in the game. But the problem with Tyson, though, this is the counterpoint, he can just win his way out. So there's really a lot of debate about when to get rid of Tyson, but a blindside right here is not a terrible spot.
2: That's a very yeah. good point, Ryan.
0: So I, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking to myself about well, I could. Kim or Tyson. I feel like Kim is Kim's kind of flying under the radar, and I think that what Sarah was saying was not necessarily true. She's like, if she gets to the end, she'll beat us all. I don't know if that Kim has done anything in the game to, to be deserving of that right now. And I'm not saying Tyson has, but at least Tyson could win immunities to take spots away from people. So that's why I think that it's in beneficial for everybody to get Tyson out as soon as possible. Cause he could go on that immunity run.
2: I, I think that Tyson's more dangerous just because of the underdog story that he has built up for himself by coming back in the game. and That's proven to gain respect from the jury from season 38 when Chris Underwood won. And I think that him coming back from the edge is definitely more of a, is definitely a more impressive resume than whatever Kim has done. I guess she won one immunity challenge, but I don't know how much she's done other than that. So I think that's why he's more dangerous. Ryan, I want to reiterate, though. I think that was a very good point. I, I can't take
1: that. more credit for it. I definitely heard it in a couple of like – I've heard that thought before, but I I definitely co sign that thought. Go ahead, Annie.
3: I was going to say I will agree that you know it makes for a great resume, but at the end of the day, if you really think about it, all they had to do is win one challenge and the amount of people on like the island who haven't been voted out, like have also won one challenge. I mean, I regret like it is a great, um, you know, story, but I think if you really put it in perspective, like all Tyson had to do is win one challenge and beat less people than he would have had to beat if it was like on the actual island. Um, with you know every player, so I know, like I will say, but it's a great like resume point, but also it is just one challenge. And he got lucky that the challenge he happened to win was the one that he would have gotten back to the real island. But I mean, I am on the same page. Like I think it is obviously like a great resume builder, too, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. so then we had we started to see the lines drawn in the sand, five v five. Uh, Tony was Tony kind of got you know spooked out by Jeremy and his maybe denial of what you know they they their disagreements and you know he's he thought that Jeremy was a little bit sneaky he was a little bit wanted to control too much and they got together it was Tony Sarah Sophie Ben and Nick who wanted to blindside Jeremy and then we had the other side it was uh, Kim Jeremy Tyson and then they were going to pull in Denise and Michelle now I want to point out a few things here. One, good for the chat, which we which Robbie had told us on Twitter was not working, and now it seems to be, so good for that. Okay, um, good. Two, um, remember you were pointing out the Poker Alliance. Well, the Poker Alliance is actually was back this episode when they had that conversation by, you know, when they were sitting down, it was uh, Jeremy and Kim and Tyson. There's the Poker Alliance right there playing out at the merge, and that was exciting to see. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, did not think of that. Yeah, I didn't think it would make a comeback. It wasn't mentioned in the episode, but I think we like def- definitely saw nodes of it. We definitely saw that it was coming back. Um, I mean, it's tough because these players are all saying online that, you know, we play, we play poker for one night. I mean, how much does that really mean a lot? But it's a connection. Any connection that you can get out there really means a lot. So it's a big advantage. And like they said, they were on the outs probably because of that and because of a lot of other things as well. But yeah, I mean, Jeremy, Kim and Tyson definitely didn't have their like their one person out there. I mean, Jeremy was close with Michelle and Denise and Kim was also close with Denise. But you know, Sophie, Ben and Sarah are like this. And then Tony and Sarah are like this. And then Nick's on the bottom, you pull on Nick, that's a really strong five. And then the outside had to pull in their other resources, so it definitely was a lot of moving parts even before we got to Tribal.
3: Can we real quick reiterate uh, yeah. the like the split that happened at Tribal? So the when Sophie was like, well, "How about we all just go over here?" So that was that was, was an Sophie. awesome move. Hmm?
2: That was an awesome move. I love that. Yeah. I mean, cut the whispering out. Let, let's go. Let's go talk over there. I love. Yes. That. Okay. Well, once we get to Tribal, I have a
1: big thought on whispering, but once, once yes, we keep yes. going. Yeah. Um, Annie, just answer your question, like we said, that was the breakdown. When Sophie pulled her five over, it was Sophie, mm-hmm. Sarah, Ben, Nick, and
0: Sophie, Sarah, Ben, Nick. And
1: Tony. And t- Tony, Tony.
3: Yeah. Tony, yes. Okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, and I just want to also point out that for weeks, we've been saying that Kim has been getting an absent edit, and I love that she had that moment, and I know that I'm sure the producers purposely did this because I know that the feedback is that Kim has not been shown that much, where she had that moment where she's like, ever, like ever, like I'm done with Everything going on. I'm done with us being targeted. Let's control this game right now. I have an idol. That was awesome, I thought. Now, again, she ended up playing it the wrong way. But Kim, look, it's unlucky. It was pretty much a, you know, she you got to go with your gut in that situation. She went the wrong way. But I love the way that she is kind of taking charge right now, although she is down in the numbers. She did lose her idol. Um, it worked.
3: yeah, you can't put blame on her for choosing the wrong person. Like, at that, it's really just a blind pick.
0: Yeah, but I I just, yeah, I I think it was, you know, she didn't do –
3: no no yeah i agree
0: with you the wrong person she had the right idea yeah
3: Yeah. exactly
0: yeah i'm just keeping
1: track of the questions in the chat for uh later because we have have a lot to get to
0: yeah and then um you know getting to getting the tribal council that that was just when you thought you couldn't top last week we had all out chaos once again and i did expect this because it was and i didn't they didn't reference it in the episode i don't believe but it was rumored to be the last time Jeremy could play this um, safety without power advantage. So I had a feeling that he was going to play it, especially in such a chaotic moment where it did look like he was being targeted. Um, and what a moment where Jeff asked, let's said Jeff said, let's time to vote. Let's, It's time to vote. And at the same exact time, Jeremy and Sarah said, Jeff at the same exact time, cause they were both going to play something great moment. And then, you know, you had the standoff. All right. Hot take or
1: not hot take. I want to hear you guys. And also the chat. The whispering has to stop. I, I,
3: will, I will hop in and say, I think, the so the very first time it happened, I forget what season, when, like, I think it was, like, 36, maybe. Like, it, this hasn't been a super, like, recent thing. I don't, I mean, Ryan, do you know exactly, like, no, so is, I feel like there was one mad. specific season. At, yeah,
1: I'm yeah. mad at JT. If JT is, JT's not watching this podcast, but if JT or any JT fans are out there, this is why I'm mad. Because when we first saw this, this was in Game Changers when JT walks over to Brad Culpepper and says, dude, I think they're going to vote for you. Let's do something else. And mm-hmm. that was that was history. I loved it. It was amazing. Then we exactly. saw you know, every now and then. Great. Now what's happening, every tribal, I think it's a little too much.
3: It loses the excitement. I think it's just like, it was great for that very moment. But if it's every time, it's like, it's getting old. Like, make up your minds at some point. You have to, if you're in a solid alliance, you have to go into tribal and you can't be second guessing yourself because that's what's going to get to you. And I would love to know how many tribals that people originally went into tribal knowing they were going to vote someone. And if they had stuck with that plan, it would have panned out in their favor. But because they got too paranoid when they were sitting there in front of Jeff. And decided to talk to other people that they ended up like screwing themselves over essentially.
2: Half of you "I see a I see a comment in the chat." What did bottom right just say? <laughs> I, I I agree with him. That's a, that's a very hot take. That's a very hot take, Ryan. Um, I love I love the whispering. I put it in my survivor audition tape. that I would be the the whispering king during tribal. I would be whisper. I would be whispering during every single tribal, like. I don't know, like a week ago we were saying that it made the tribal council so awesome because there was everybody flipping and it was it was like the most epic thing we've ever seen. Now, I, uh, mean, now I, it's say, I, I mean, I will
3: say, I mean, sorry. I will say it makes the alliance like honestly look a b- little bit weaker if you're walking into tribal and you're still unsure of how you're going to vote and you're still having to just like talk about it in front of Jeff. I feel like that's kind of like, oh, I guess you weren't as sure as you thought it was going to be walking in there. So I don't know. I feel like it kind of is like, it makes you look a little bit less like sure of how you're going to vote. And I don't appreciate that.
0: So I'm on, I'm on half side. Here. I agree with that. I'm, I'm on half side here. I think that, um, I think that the whispering is great. I, I would keep it, but I understand from an audience standpoint, why people might not like it because, you know, normally in tribal, you have Jeff asking the questions and then them answering and you get to hear everything going on with the whispering. You kind of just see, you don't hear what's going on. So unless there was a way to get mics in there to know exactly what was being said, um, I could understand why that, why people have an issue with that. But in my opinion, as let's put this comment up here, good feature we have.
2: Yeah. Shout out Dylan Taylor. Really it keeps comment. the
0: audience on their toes. I love not knowing how it's going to pan out. I completely agree with that in my opinion. So I think that's a very positive aspect of the whispering. Yeah.
1: Good I, job, I, Dylan I, Taylor. I think it's, I think it's really exciting. Also, I do want to get to uh, Robbie and Tyler's questions later in, in a little bit. But I I definitely find it exciting. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's really cool to see, you know, we're going to get – we as the audience are going to get blindsided. We don't know what's going to happen. It's really cool. But – and listen, if we have – let's just say out of like 14, 15 tribals in a season, we get like one tribal, maybe two where there's a huge whispering panic, I'm okay with that. But when it happens a lot, like we every tribal in the merge so far has had whispering it's it's getting to the point where like we can't follow along, and you're right, Dylan. If we could have mics, we could have subtitles, and we knew what the pieces were, I would be more okay with it. But when I can't follow who's saying what and what's happening, it makes it confusing, and it kind of like leaves us out of it. Um. So again, I I don't I don't want it to go away completely, but it's got to happen like once, and then Jeff's got to like shut it down. It, it's
2: gotten way too crazy. Here's my defense for that. So if if there was not a lot of whispering going on we probably would have known and obviously Jeremy leaving tribal council changed things up but let's say let's say that didn't happen we would have known that Sophie's alliance is going to split the votes four to two between Tyson and Denise and we would have known in that instant when Kim played the idol for Denise that it was a bad move however it gave us that 10 seconds extra of ambiguity and excitement, not knowing how they were going to split the votes because of that whispering that was going on. And I agree with Dylan Taylor, my man. I I love not knowing. It makes me more excited.
3: I will say, I mean, I I think that it does make for great TV, but I think if I'm putting myself in, and this is just my own opinion, but if I'm putting myself in, their own shoes. If I'm walking into tribal, feeling confident about how I'm voting and how my alliance is voting. And then all of a sudden two other members of my alliance start whispering and I'm not like necessarily included in that, like I'm going to get super paranoid. I think it's also a sign of weakness. Like if I, if I'm on the opposite alliance too, and I see like two people whispering, I'm like, Oh, like, what are they talking about? Maybe they're trying to flip. Maybe they're, I don't know what they're doing. And I think it's just like I don't know. I think that doesn't that shows that they're not confident in their alliance members.
2: Oh, don't get me wrong. As a player, if other people were whispering during tribal, I would hate it. But yeah, as a I mean, as a player, yeah, that, I'm getting it up. Yeah.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah, and I do want to get to the actual Jeremy um, Jeremy Sarah standoff. Now, the reason why now now thinking about it from from a viewer standpoint, from us in the moment, I was wondering. I don't know about you guys, but I'm wondering what if sarah steals jeremy's vote and then jeremy leaves because he wouldn't have a vote anyway do we we don't know what would happen there and i think that both of them were very smart to try and wait that's all i have to say um and it was you know it was it was like a woke move because if you're jeremy you're get, trying to get out of there as fast as possible but jeremy's <laughs> advantage is kind of a double-edged sword where as he was saying he is kind of backstabbing his alliance by not voting with them, but in a game like this, you just got to make it to the next vote at this point.
1: Yeah, it's, listen, there's so many moving parts, and I feel like we're going to analyze it now. We're going to analyze it maybe tomorrow. We're going to hear about it in other podcasts and other, uh, like, uh, social media sources. It's tough because I feel like, you're right, Dylan, it is a double-edged sword because you leave your alliance or you leave the people that you're voting with, on like, on the outs there. But, like, your own preservation is what matters most. And I feel like, Jeremy, you know, was in trouble we're gonna go over you know when jeremy leaves and then when sophie says something and then the actual vote but the biggest thing that you have to remember as well is that not only was jeremy's name already out there with the five people in sophie's alliance but he told tyson tyson now knows tyson could very easily if he wanted to and tyson's capable of this saying jeremy has his advantage i could vote him out without him not leaving it and he has it in his pocket like tyson could easily have just been like you know what i'm gonna hop over with the majority. Tyson did that when it was him, Amber, and Kim back on the original Decal tribe when they were on the outs. Tyson said, Look, I'm gonna flip on the girls, I'm going with the majority, whatever to do to save myself. Tyson is known to sometimes stick with his group, but he's known to also act in self-preservation. So if Tyson knew Jeremy had this safety without power, because Jeremy told him before tribal, Tyson could have been like, I can make sure he keeps it in his pocket and I'll vote him out. So I feel like Jeremy did not make the wrong move here. I feel like the editing was showing us by people saying, what do we do now? Was kind of telling us that Jeremy was going to go home. So I think it was the right move to play. It's even if you do leave your alliance stuck at tribal.
3: I mean, they would have been stupid to not vote Jeremy out. So yeah, I mean, the edit says what it does and we can only kind of guess because I don't know if we'll ever know truly what they were planning before he left. But no, I agree. I think it was a good move on his part. Um, even though they did show people on the jury kind of being like, oh, he just abandoned shit. But I mean, at the end of the day, like you're going to turn on like your alliance, no matter what kind of, um, as, as much as I hate to say it. So I think it was a good move on his part.
0: And like, we've seen so many times in survivor, so many things could happen if you just last one more day. So you got to worry about that more than anything else. Um, Now, let's talk about the actual breakdown of the numbers, because I know that watching in real time, this was definitely confusing for me, probably confusing to you if you were listening, probably confusing to all of us. It took us a few minutes before we even recorded this podcast to try and figure out which way the votes went. So let's start start off. So you have a 5-5 split originally, then Jeremy leaves and Sarah steals Denise's vote. So now it's a, in terms of votes, it's 6-3. So there's nine, there's nine nine, votes, but Denise doesn't have it, and Sarah has two, So it's 6-3. So what this allows you to do at, at a 6-3 advantage is you could split the votes knowing that an idol could be in play. Now, as Ryan brought up before the podcast, Sophie knew that an idol was going to be in play because Kim had to give her half of it, I believe, correct, early in the show? So Sophie knew that Kim had an idol, and smartly, they decided they were going to split votes. Yeah,
1: no, this is really deep strategy, and I think this is so cool when that when the majority or even the minority can do a split vote when it's not expected because it really shows, you know, how deep the move is. I mean, we, I think my favorite example of a really cool vote split was back in Ghost Island when they voted out Morgan when Malolo basically, – basically, this is where, you know, Chris, Chris Noble was on Ghost Island – and then Dom, Morgan, and uh, Wendell wanted to vote out um, Angela. And then James goes to Malolo and says, all right, we have four. Now they have three because they want to turn on their own. Let's split the let's, – Let's now let's go against them. That was really cool. But the better example of this was in Knicks' season when the Davids split their votes between Angelina and John. And John went home. So I think, in summary, a split vote is really cool. But back to this actual tribal. I'm just really yeah. excited. Um, but, yeah, back to this tribal, Dylan. Like you said, it's absolutely true. Basically – the moving parts made it almost impossible for the Sophie group. I'll just call it the Sophie group just because saying all the names will get confusing. But the Sophie group, it made it almost impossible for them to fail this. Now, granted, we need to find out from the official source like where the votes fell. But you guys are right. Dylan, you're right with the three-three split and have said this earlier as well. Basically, it's 5-5, five, five, like you said. Jeremy leaves. It's now 5-4, to four, Sophie's group and Tyson's group. Sarah steals a vote from Denise. Now it's technically six six votes in Sophie's group against three votes in Tyson's group. Technically, if you do a three, three split on Tyson and Denise, and then the three of them, Michelle Tyson and Kim vote for one of them, it's impossible to win because then it's going to be a three, three, three split. And then you do a three vote and you vote someone out. It's impossible to win the fact that, and this is the last moving parts and granted, like Dylan said, the fact that Sophie knew Kim had an idol they had to split. If they didn't know they had an idol, they would say, oh, we'll put all our votes on Kim or Tyson, but they knew that, so they had to split. So that's a great strategy there. The last moving piece of this is that it was the votes did not fall where we thought they were going to fall because we saw two votes on Denise that didn't count, two votes on Sophie, and I believe we saw at least four votes on Tyson. So that makes me think, why would they not do a safe 3-3-3 split unless I'm missing something? The only thing I can think of is that they either A, messed up or were cocky and said, oh, we'll do a 4-2 split, we're fine. could have messed up. Or B, Michelle flipped her vote. I think it's very possible that we're seeing a Michelle flip or somebody flip their vote just because they
2: wanted to preserve themselves. That's how I saw all this. Well, Ryan, I, even so-
3: ooh, sorry, Jordan, you go.
2: We sound like uh, Jeremy and Sarah. Yeah, a Jeremy and us, Sarah right here. But Ryan, even so, they should have had they should have had at least three on Denise or yeah, they should have had at least three on Denise. Even if they knew Michelle was going to flip, they would have been able to do a four three split if they if they knew that, if that makes sense. So they should have at least there was some kind of mistake they made there. It doesn't make sense that they wouldn't do a three three split or if Michelle did flip, which I am starting to think she did, it would have been a four three split. You following me?
1: Yeah, no, I do. i sorry. I I I keep checking the Wikipedia page and I keep checking the uh, Survivor YouTube channel because at some point, maybe at midnight, at some point CBS is gonna post on YouTube like a 10 second video of like who voted for who. So we're gonna eventually mm-hmm. find out. I just wanted to see if I could catch it live. But you're half. You're right. If this logically makes sense, you have again six votes. Sarah and her extra votes, which is two. Ben, Sophie, Nick, and Tony. You should do a three-three three splits and then you're guaranteed safety so the only reason why i can think of that this didn't make sense is that they either got cocky and they put an extra vote in tyson or we saw a michelle flip that's the only two ways this works out
3: i just want to ask so maybe i'm missing out on something yeah, so sure. what makes everyone think that michelle was the one that's like was the one that flipped
1: I mean, you're Annie, Annie, you're right. It technically could have been Kim that flipped or Denise herself. I don't know these, these kind of votes. It could have been Kim, yeah. you're right. It could have been Kim that flipped Annie, but the only way the math works out is if they either did not do a 3 3 split or Kim mm. or Michelle flipped because we saw at yeah. least four Tyson votes, which did not make sense. Because again,
0: yeah. again we, well, I think you saw this. Oh, go Dill, go Dill. I was going to say, how did Sophie only get two votes if, you, like, so if they, I would think that. Michelle did flip because otherwise she they, had to. They, they wouldn't have, they would not have showed only two Sophie votes if there was a third Sophie vote. Yeah. First of all, first of all, it, first of all it just, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense to the audience if that was the way it went. They always, if there's a vote that they leave out, they leave it when it like clinches already that a person's going home. So Tyson mm-hmm. had, so the fact that there was only two votes for Sophie means that somebody had to have flipped. And I'm thinking that it was Michelle because look, I guess she, I guess she's, I guess Michelle's thinking to herself, I got to preserve as many relationships as I could. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I know I look, maybe I know that we're, this is a losing battle no matter what. And I'm going to flip my vote to Tyson just to make sure I kind of just stay in with people, which is a weird thing to do because things could just change. No, like nonstop in this game, especially in such a game as fast paced as this. So I don't really see why, what the reasoning would be, what kind of relationship she would, preserved by doing I that mean, but.
3: yeah i i was just asking because i was like genuinely curious i wasn't sure like i feel like maybe it just wasn't like definitely in tune with who was voting for which so i mean it, it makes sense that she did i just like i i wasn't sure if that was definitely her but it, it makes sense that she would
1: yeah and tyler says in the chat both um a they wouldn't have had an unread sophie vote and b it would have been way more intense if it was three sophie three tyson one left there's mm-hmm. no way that Tyson didn't get five yeah i know it It's interesting, Tyler, because, like, yeah, they wouldn't have left an unread Sophie vote. It would have been way more exciting if they did that. Yeah. But now now I'm actually even more confused because there were 10 – there were supposed to be 10 votes tonight. Jeremy leaves. That's nine. But Sophie steals a vote from Denise. So that means technically there's – wait.
3: Still
1: nine. Still nine. So so if we saw two on Denise that didn't count, two on Sophie, does that mean Tyler's right? Does that mean that there were five on Tyson? But that – how does that math work out? That would have to mean the first point I made that the majority, instead of doing a three three split, they did a four two split and then Michelle joined them making that five. That's the only way the math works out now. Exactly what Tyler just said four two split and Michelle flipped. That's the only way it works out in that case.
3: Yes. Yeah, so Can you that. think of like yeah. Michelle's re- like, I will say, like, I totally like, agree, but I'm just like thinking of why she would split. Like, do we know the reasoning of why Michelle thought she like that? Like, thought that was a good idea. I don't know.
1: I think there's two reasons. Dylan, Dylan Taylor says it in the chat. Actually, Michelle probably flips because she might be working with Nick. That's a very strong possibility. I think Michelle's yeah. closest ally in the game, if not Jeremy, is Nick. So she probably wanted to do that. Mm. But Michelle probably thought what Hef, Jordan, uh, Hef, Hef and Jordan, yeah. Hef, Dylan, and all of us were any. All of us were saying that she's probably assuming. Okay, they're going to do a three-three split. I can't win in the scenario. I might as well vote with them and self-preservation and keep myself in the
0: loop. That's probably why she did that. That plus Mm -hmm. Nick. I'm trying to figure out if what we are saying is true. And it was, if, if, if they did split four and two, why did they split four, two? Yeah. Over three, three, because if it's three, three, then there's a tie between Sophie and there's a tie between so it would be if they'd split it 3-3, three, three, it would have been a tie between Sophie and Tyson because the idol was played for Denise. And then they do a revote, they have the numbers, and they just go and vote out Tyson anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so by doing a 4-2 split, you risk the idol being played for you risk the idol being played for the right person, the majority. And then what would happen is Sophie would have more votes than that person who's left if the idol is played for the right person. So it would have been a Sophie would have three votes compared to the next person's two. And then Sophie ends up going home and they get screwed. So I don't know why they did four, two it's very difficult to unpack. It's going to continue to get hard to unpack until we figure out for sure the reasonings, but look, there's no doubt that this is one of the wildest craziest tribals we've ever seen.
1: And this is why and some, someone said this on Twitter, but this is exactly why we needed more than five minutes at Tribal and more strategy because we're breaking this all down. There's a lot of guesswork here. We needed more time.
0: Yeah, yeah crazy. Half, what's, what's your take on all this?
2: I saw a comment in the chat earlier that I actually agreed with. Um, yeah, Michelle going home for that move. So I actually I actually agree with that take. So I, I think that He like I can oh oh, he said it. he took the words right out right out of my mouth I, I think that you can see someone next episode maybe like Tony saying you know how dangerous it can be when people in this game are playing both sides and that's exactly what she's doing she has like a mini alliance that she sort of betrayed if it's true that she did flip on them and she's trying to keep an in with a lot of people on the other side so I think that this move is going to eventually seal her fate because I don't, and you can I can easily see like Jeremy or Kim being like I don't trust her I want her out now, and she then they go to the other side. Michelle just sealed her fate on that one. I don't
1: know. I think that her target may have increased a little bit potentially. I don't think she's going to be the next name on the board, but it's certainly possible that she's. You know gonna be in trouble from this we're gonna have to see not only where the votes fell to see if we're right but also what the breakdown will be when they get back to camp and then the last before we take some questions the last part of the episode as tyler said in the chat earlier um tyson flipping off the table was a legendary way to leave i'm not gonna lie did you guys rem- remember that tyson had no tokens i thought for sure he had one token and he was like i'm not gonna give anybody an, uh, a token and I, i'm like productions over there are saying You have to bequeath the token. And he's like, I'm not going to give a token. You have to bequeath a token. (laughs) So I forgot that he actually had zero. And I'm like, okay, well, that's why he didn't give any (laughs) tokens though.
0: Yeah, no, classic Tyson just being funny on what may have been um, the last time. Obviously, besides Edge, you know, if he doesn't get back into the game, that could have been the last time we saw him in the game tonight ever. Um, So what a Tyson way to go out for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Flipping off the table. But yeah, I just want to point out also one more thing before we go to questions that Kim now no if Kim knew that the votes were not going on her and we don't know we don't know if she does know that for sure um if Kim didn't, if Kim knew that the votes were not going on her she definitely did she definitely made the right move trying to play the idol um for somebody else like it's just something you have to do you got to keep you got to keep your numbers at this point in the game when it's like a 5-5 type of deal um and look if she plays it for Tyson then we're having a whole different comp. Well, no. B- well, technically, because of the two, t- it would have been a two-two vote. That's that's the point. Even though <laughs> they were they the right, but it was it was the right it was the right move for Kim to play our <laughs> item for someone else. I was just honestly very worried that the votes were going to go on Kim.
2: Well, I actually don't agree with that, Dylan, because as we previously discussed, the right move for the right move for the other alliance would be to do a three-three split. Okay, so that means that there's no way the mon- my, the minority alliance can can win can win this vote, correct? So Kim, in theory, should have either played it for herself to keep her safe, or she should have just chanced it and not played it for anybody else. Because I mean, this is but just on paper. This is what should have been done because, on paper, the minority alliance had no chance of winning this vote. So that's, that's where I stand on it. I think she should have either played it for herself or kept it enchanted.
1: I agree with half of what you said. I definitely agree that she could have and played it for herself because she did go up to play the idol and she looked back to see who they were. Cause usually players nowadays, they do this, they go up to vote and they look back first and they try to read the room and they can see like, okay, who are they looking at? Are they looking down, they try to read who the Alliance voted for so they can play it on the right person. So, have yeah, you're right. She could have had an incorrect read and gone home, so she could have played it on herself. But I disagree that she either should have played it on herself or kept it for herself. She has to play it here, whether it's for herself or for her alliance members, because as she said before, Tribal, she doesn't have many allies in the game. She needs as much leverage in the game as she can. So whether it's for herself or whether it's for an ally, she does um, need it. I don't think that she could have just kept it and not played it, but it sounds like you have a counterpoint.
2: Um, no, I, that was me accepting what you're saying, but I I don't don't think. I I didn't know if
1: this was was an acceptance or this was a, I have a rebuttal.
2: I accept what you're saying because like that, if you're using it in the aspect that she would be playing to save somebody and then have leverage on them going forward, that's fine, I guess. But in in my opinion, I would not have played it for anyone else. Just so I probably would have kept it selfishly to go further in the game, but I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it was just, I mean, again, we have to figure out more about the exact way the votes went, what the reasonings were. I would love to hear more theories about that. And I'm going to be listening to stuff all night, trying to figure it out, because that was absolutely wild. And I'm excited to see uh, what happens going forward. But I have to say, it's officially the end, it seems, of Kim and Tony being under the radar, and that's for sure.
1: the, The radar is gone. There is nowhere to hide at this point
0: yeah and in terms of questions, I'd love to open that up to anybody who wants to ask, and yeah. we will go forward with that
1: while but, we're waiting for uh Dylan because I think um can I click it
0: or you have the clicking power since you're the host i'll I'll click it. I think I don't know who has the power, but I'll click it yeah. so
1: while we're while we're waiting for new questions to come in, Robbie uh earlier in the chat like at like nine thirty eight and Tyler Robbie and Tyler had two good questions uh earlier in the chat while we're waiting
0: for uh All right, right, right. while we're waiting for new questions to come in. So, not sure if you guys did it, have it. Can you can you guys can you guys go over who has advantages left and the fire token update? So after tonight, things definitely got shaken up a lot. Ryan, I know you're the person to go to for this. Do you have that list?
1: I do have a spreadsheet, actually. Yes, thank you for uh, clarifying. Um, yeah, so basically nothing changed in Edge of Extinction. There was no challenge this time, so that's a moot point. is the only one with tokens on the edge with three, because she spent one on peanut butter. Um, Basically, Ben still has one. No moving for Ben. Denise has three. Jeremy has two. Kim has two. Michelle has zero. Nick has three. Sarah has one. Sophie has two. Tony now has three after that immunity win, and Tyson got voted out. So that's your fire token uh, breakdown. Um, But, yeah, so basically in terms of who has the most – fire tokens in the game it's denise tony and nick and then sophie jeremy and kim are right there so i was saying this to dylan earlier today but i'm glad that the fire tokens are all very close together we're not seeing somebody have like seven and everyone else has zero so i like how the tokens are pretty evenly distributed
0: and then go over the advantages after what we saw tonight (laughs) yeah thank you yeah so basically
1: we saw jeremy play his advantage we saw um sarah play her um and Kim played her idol. So now in terms of idols and advantages in the game, we have Michelle's flip a coin and we have Sophie's regular idol. So two advantages slash two idols, two things in the game. Still three of them got played tonight.
0: Yeah. And you have to assume that there are next week is going to be another advantages being thrown back into the game. Kind of episode, I think. Um, And we saw in the preview of Tony being Tony and running through the jungle. And I don't know what that was about, but uh, look, if Tony brings back old Tony and starts to go searching for idols, he's going to need them at this point. There is nowhere to hide. There's no radar. So I'm curious to see next week. I have to say that there's going to be another, another idol probably hidden to camp. There could be more advantages back in the game. And I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. So we have another question here from Dylan. Do you see alliances shuffling after tonight? For example, Kim jumping ship and trying to work with Sophie again. Whoever wants I think, to see it uh, yet.
1: Yeah, I think alliances are definitely going to shuffle after tonight. I mean, we're in the era of voting blocks and people constantly reshuffling. Um, I don't know if Kim will try to work with Sophie again. She might. I think Kim and Denise are still going to try to work together. I don't see them splitting up. I, so I feel like, Dylan, we're going to see some reshuffling. We're not going to see the whole game board go off but i think we're going to see you know some people try to make new moves tony might be more of a target now kim might be more of a target now so we're going to see a little bit of reshuffling i think
0: yeah i I would guess kim has to have some kind of contingency plan um but then again technically they still are only down five four in the votes if 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 lines stay the same so i think that she could stay there and if a new if a new idols in play, you don't know what could happen, or you could just get somebody to try to flip over. So I think it's possible that she could, you know, go and a whole voting blocks thing happens where things start switching around. Um, But I also think it's possible that she stays put and tries to just swing one person over. Do we have any other questions?
1: Yeah. So we had one earlier um, from Tyler and I believe Dylan, not Dylan, I believe Jordan answered this earlier. Um, he said, doesn't that put a target on Sophie's back though? So referencing when uh, Sophie said, you know what, the five of us guys, let's go over here. I feel like it wasn't the right wording. I I think she shouldn't have been so bold about it. I mean, Sophie's playing a great game. I still think Sophie's not, I mean, granted Kim did say, you know, we're going to put our votes on Sophie tonight. So maybe Sophie's not in as good of a spot as she was before, but she's still playing a great game. I think she could have phrased it not as bold but I think people knew where the lines were. I think the, the tribe knew, were this five? Were this five? It wasn't really revealing anything that people didn't know already, but it may have elevated her threat level a, a little bit.
0: We may have lost Annie. Um,
2: yeah, She I mean, just we're... next to me her computer died. Uh... Okay, so
0: yeah, we'll we'll leave it there. Hopefully she'll be back in. If not, then... Oh, all right. There we go. <laughs> um, all right, so...
2: Do we have I see any- I see a question from the audience? As a man, would you wear a bathing suit on Survivor or just shorts? Um, yeah, I, that's actually something I've thought about a lot, Jordan. <laughs> honestly. So <laughs> I see I see a lot of people, a lot of men on Survivor wearing bathing suits. Like Tony wears a bathing suit, Jeremy wears a bathing suit. I don't want to deal with that netting if I'm stuck on an island for 39 days. Are you crazy? I I, I want to wear shorts. Borch, Jordan, you, you clearly have not paying attention. <laughs> Boarding
0: shorts, it's like the bathing suits with no netting.
2: I wouldn't want that either way. Just give me the shorts.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm fine with shorts or a bathing
1: suit, but Jordan, if you've been paying attention, all they give the survivors nowadays is that they're all in their underwear. All the men and ladies, they're all in their underwear. I feel like they, they give them, oh, you know, put bathing suits and put shorts in your wardrobe. And I feel like, I guess if I answer the question, I feel like Dylan has a point, if I have like bathing suits or like board shorts like i guess that works but like it seems like all the people are in their underwear I, f- I feel like cbs thinks that we like seeing people just in their underwear tyler do not bring up the philip pink underwear i don't need to have any nightmares tonight please um, <laughs> but yeah i guess sort if i had to answer the question i feel like um i mean i, I mean do i have pockets in either one in, in the shorts and bathing suit the board shorts, you probably don't have pockets. I'll, I'd rather take what has pockets, though. I mean, maybe I'll take the shorts. Let's go. Uh, bathing suit. Oh, Annie's back on her
2: phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I'm on Survivor, I'm going to be wearing a pair of cargo shorts to, to stick the idol by the uh, by the thigh. I will be wearing a pair of athletic shorts. And I will be wearing the footwear that is like the webbed toes that, uh, that Wu wears. Yeah, if if they if they give it to you, then
1: you can wear that. Um, what, do you, what do you
2: mean give to you?
1: Because like you you submit a wardrobe. I think Russell said this too, Here or too? someone said this. Maybe Dominic said it. You submit a wardrobe to production, but then they say to you, okay, like this is what you're gonna have. Like I, I you see all these people and what like they wear the same out like the same bathing suits and outfits all the time. I feel like they don't have a a lot to pick from. So Jordan, if you give them the sh- all the outfits you just said, they might just say, okay, Jordan, you're gonna get to wear your cargo shorts and that's it. You don't get anything else. So. Uh, I thought
2: for sure they had a, few, a couple of different things. I, I don't know. It's interesting.
1: Yeah, I have one other question
2: weird. I saw. Um, so let's say the Alliance of Five that won the vote tonight. It's uh, Tony, Sarah, Sophie, Nick, and who else? Ben. Ben. And let's say Nick and Ben go up to Tony, and they say they want to cut out Sarah. Or do they go up, they go up to Sarah, and they say they want to cut out Tony or Sophie. Who is Sarah tighter with right now? Who Between is she and with? Sophie?
3: Sophie. Tony I would say and Sophie. Sophie.
2: Cops are Us or Sophie and Sarah, whatever their nickname is.
1: Wait, so the question is, who is Sarah the closest with in the
2: game? Yeah, if she had to cut Tony mm-hmm. or Sophie, who would it be?
1: Before tonight, I would have said she could cut either one. She could cut Sophie or Tony. But it sounds like from what we're seeing in the edits. That Sophie, um, not Sophie, Tony is a very, you know, tough partner sometimes to work with, even though he has Sarah's back. Because he technically said to her, Jeremy gun for you, so I gun for him. So he has her back, but he's not being as open with her or as like easygoing. So I
0: have to answer your question after tonight. I would say maybe she would vote out Tony before Sophie. I don't know. I also want to bring up one more aspect here. You don't think that, look, maybe Tony, and, it looks like Tony and Sarah have a great relationship. Uh, I'm sure they do, and they're definitely working well together right now, like, kind of secretively. But you don't think that it would make Sarah so happy to get revenge on Tony all these years later and maybe blindside him at some point in this game to get back for what happened in Kagayan. If it works out for her gameplay and if it makes sense, I think it's possible.
1: I think it's possible. I mean, I feel like Sarah- I agree, actually. Go
3: Annie, go Annie. Oh, I was going to say, I, I mean it you were showing her and she was obviously expressing her frustration that Tony was, you know, cutting her off in conversation, not letting her kind of give her input on who she thought would um, be the best to vote. So I think going off of like how she felt a little bit frustrated with him, I think going forward, she'd probably be like, Oh, I think Sophie is probably the better person to stick with instead of Tony.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think Tyler has a good point though. Cause he, I think he's saying that, she's closer with Sophie and Sophie has an idol that can be used for Sarah. I think cause they found the idol together that
3: hmm.
1: well, Sophie told Sarah about it. I think S- Sophie and Sarah, that idol bonds them. I think it makes them close. I think it also prevents Sarah or Sophie from like turning on each other. Cause then the other can kind of work against them because they have knowledge in their pockets. So I think the idol binds them together. So I do agree that Sophie and Sarah are really close. Sarah, I have to say, I know we said this a lot, in other podcasts, but Sarah, I've been very impressed because I like Sarah as a player a lot, but I said coming into the season, she would be the, one of the biggest threats out there. And she has good connections with Tony with, um, it sounds like maybe with Nick, but she has good connections with Tony, Ben, um, Sarah, I'm sorry, sorry. Sarah has good connections with Sophie, Ben, Tony, like she has really good connections. I feel like she's one of the best connected people in the game the only thing that could really hurt her is if jeremy pulls together the outsiders and says sarah's the biggest threat
0: yeah i mean if you're if you're sarah do you want to sit at the end next to sophie where you could take credit for the moves or do you want to sit next to tony who i don't know if I, i i was also i was listening to something that said could anybody beat tony at the end if he were to get there um obviously we're go we're going by if if Tony gets to the end, he's going to have to start taking control, making moves. I don't think, I think Tony's going to be extremely hard to beat at the end, given his threat level. Um, If you're, if you're Sarah, you want to sit at the end next to Sophie. And I think that Sophie would probably rather sit there with Sarah instead of Tony also. So I think that I think those two are pretty much inseparable at this point. And if they're going to be broken up, it's going to be by vote.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know who Sarah wants to sit next to right now, whether it's Sophie or Tony, I think for sure, She wants to be there with Ben. I think she might be seeing Ben as someone she can be at the end for sure. I feel like I have a quick question for you guys. Do you think we are underrating Ben? I know Ben, we haven't seen Ben on the show. I know that he hasn't done a lot in terms of the edits, but Ben's name, other than Adam, Ben's name hasn't really gotten brought up that much and people seem to like Ben and want to work with him. I'm not saying he's playing the best game out there by far. I'm just saying that are we underrating how Ben is socially? Because he might be a final three GOAT or Ben could be someone who has good connections. What do you guys think?
2: I think, I think he, on this season he's a goat.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Other yeah. seasons, maybe he like he's playing like sort of like a Tommy S game from this past season, which is fine, I and mean, that's not like not really a knock on him. But this season, I don't think you, I don't think you can win if you're just going to play that passively. So, yeah, I, I think he would be a goat if he's in the, if he's in the final three, pending he doesn't have any Ben bombs coming up.
0: Any other questions before we dip? Yeah, I'm
1: looking back at the chat for earlier questions that we missed. Um, I mean, Tyler has a good point, though, that we're going to see a new idol in play, so everyone's going to search like crazy. Um, Sarah can blindside Sophie maybe by having her not play the idol. These are all
0: good points. Any other questions? All right. So uh, looks like we are going to wrap up here. Um, What a crazy episode, and I'm sure that on Twitter we'll be looking feverishly for... What were the votes? What was the reasoning? I'll be looking for tons of theories. I think that we tried to figure it out as best as possible, knowing not knowing all the information. Um, I also want to just give a plug to the Ultimate Survivor Bracket. If you guys have been watching us with Russell, um, that's currently in the Sweet 16 right now. Um, voting is completely open for that round, all eight matchups. Uh, so go be sure to vote there. Um, be sure to subscribe to us here on YouTube, be sure to go follow us on Twitter at soul survivor pod. And I will give a tease and say that within the next few weeks, we may, or we may, or may not be having a huge guest on very soon.
1: Maybe huge. before we go, I have one last thing. I might have found the vote count possibly. I don't know if it's official cause it's on Wikipedia. I was going to check a few other sources, but right before we wrapped up. All
0: right, let's hear it before we do it.
1: We, we we can always put this on our Twitter as well. If we find out later in the night what the official votes are, we can always put it to our Twitter. But what I'm seeing right now is that it was a 5-2, I mean, technically Denise's votes didn't count, 5-2-2, but technically 5-2-0 votes. So it looks like the Tyson votes were Ben, Sarah and Sarah, so that's three, Sophie and Tony. So it looks like they all put their votes on Tyson. It looks like the Sophie votes were Kim Kim and Tyson, and what? What that is wild. Well, again, I don't know if this is official, I'm trying to figure it out. Sophie votes were Kim and Tyson, which means that that, the Denise votes were Nick and Michelle. So, if that is true, that
2: is bananas.
1: So, wait, so that that would mean that Michelle was maybe in on it before they went to Well, She definitely flipped knowing that to vote for Denise. Denise and Nick voting together does make sense. Then they put Five votes on t- that—that's crazy. If that is
2: the case. Tisk tisk on the editors for not telling us that because that if if she was not in on it with them beforehand, that is a crazy
1: thing to do. Oh, did Dylan Taylor in the chat say that? Did he say the, the five two zero? Did he? Did he? uh
0: Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So I'm trying to think here. If that were to happen, so that would mean that that group of five
2: didn't split votes at all. Is that correct? Why would they not do a four three? No, because Nick is one of them. One of the split.
0: Oh, okay. And then so Nick is one, and then we're saying that it seems like Michelle was in with them. And she why was, would they not do 4-3 though? She was kind of just acting like a double agent. And then wow. But why That's, would they
2: not do 4-3? Even if they know. knew that. That's I don't know. so
0: weird. I don't know. We're gonna have to figure we're gonna have to figure this out more. I'm also surprised that they didn't expect Tyson to have some kind of advantage because we remember that if you do come back from Edge of Extinction it's in the past you have gotten an idol
2: yeah, yeah. So,
0: um yeah what a uh what a development that would be if yeah, nick and michelle were part of this vote and they and they were the ones that went on denise and it ended up being a 5-2 split
1: makes no sense weird okay i'm also seeing on the survivor wiki five two zero for tight for this. Oh, wait, wait, no, Again. I, get
0: I get it now. I get it now. I clicked. Okay. 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 If it, if they knew Michelle's with them, then the only people and Denise lose her vote. The, the only, only, people only people out of the vote are Kim and Tyson. Right? So then the worst they could do is the two and then the two, which would mean a revote, which would mean they put all their votes on whoever. And then that's still,
2: it. still, that doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't they just do four, three?
1: I mean, but Dylan has a point, though. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, granted, if you want Tyson, it's still, you're going to throw it's still, it's, still at
0: min- it's still at minimum, they just revote and vote that person out. So it is like it is like the original theory we had with the 3-3, except for they knew that Michelle was voting for her. Wow, so that really does change everything. If that Wikipedia thing is correct, we'll have to get confirmation from Survivor official.
1: Yeah, I just checked the Raging. Wikipedia page. I, I just checked the Survivor Wikia sites. So I just checked two different sources. The only source we can trust is when the YouTube page posts like the, like they show who voted for who. Um, But Dylan's right though. I feel like, and then I think Dylan T- Taylor said this as well, but you have a right point though. If, if they knew that Michelle was going to flip before then, then it doesn't matter because the only ones out of the vote, Well, mm, wait, no, because the, I guess the one flaw to that is that if they knew Michelle was going to flip, they couldn't have foresaw Jeremy leaving. Cause then Jeremy would have had been with Tyson and Kim and they would have had three votes I I think it's, I think it still makes sense. I think it still makes sense where if, if if you have Michelle, you could do a five, two, it doesn't matter anyway. Even if Jeremy's with them, then it would be, this this whole thing is confusing because now you have to factor in, did they know, they didn't know Jeremy was leaving. So you have to factor that extra vote in because if Jeremy's still there, then there's 11 votes at tribal
2: tonight. Hopefully we'll have our questions answered next episode. I there are too many question marks for us to say something for sure now, which is no, kind if, of annoying.
0: If, if Jeremy's there, there's still ten, Ryan. It's just a steal vote. So it would be the same number. But, I but right no, now. it
2: wouldn't. It would be three.
0: No, 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 no. We're saying he said it would be eleven votes. It would still be ten. Yes, but, but it would uh, be yeah, three. You're, you're it right, would be three right. against that alliance. No, but okay, so what I'm saying is it's possible that um they just it's possible that they just switched one more person over to Tyson when they saw Jeremy leave. I
2: guess.
0: But because again, the, the whole theory about being at minimum they revote. Um that still holds in this new scenario. Um it's just that I we I hope were, they
2: answer it in the next one. With week.
0: Michelle with Michelle in in that huddle with them, which was really weird, right? Like if she was if she wasn't in with them, maybe Michelle said I'm gonna try and play double agent and they were fine with that. Really yeah. weird that she was in with them in the huddle enough to like, and then change her vote. So yeah, that, that's
1: true. That's true. Dylan, that's right. She wasn't in the huddle. So that, that had to have meant that she was in on it before tribal, because then
0: she and Nick would have had to both known to vote for Denise. Nick must've been keeping her involved, maybe just from a from an outside standpoint, so that Michelle could play that double agent role. Um, and then, at, like I said, I still think the at minimum thing holds um, with the five, two, if they knew Michelle was truly right. in with before. before. But they all had to know it. Nick probably said in the huddle, like Michelle's in, I told her to do this. She's just staying over there to get information.
2: That could have easily happened. That's risky. But, why wouldn't you just do four? I, I don't know.
0: Because still, cause hef, because still at minimum in a five-two, there's only two votes over there now if Michelle's with you.
2: Yeah, but if, if Nick said Michelle's in, why wouldn't they why would they chance it? What if Michelle was playing triple agent and then stuck with them? <laughs> and then it would have been Three votes again.
0: I do I agree with that. But uh but I look they, they must have been positive about Michelle.
2: That's the only way. You're but right. we need we need this to be answered in the like the first three minutes of the next episode where they're like, All right, why was there only two votes for Sophie? And she's like, It was me. I was with them the whole time.
1: No, I mean and that that does make sense. I just Cause I mean, you're right, the five-two Dylan works no matter what. I'm just trying to think to myself, if Jeremy doesn't leave, because the only one that the only people that knew Jeremy, oh, Tyler thinks Michelle was not in on it. She, he thinks that she, she just threw his votes on Denise. But the thing is that the five-two works no matter what if Michelle's with you. If Jeremy doesn't leave, and then Jeremy sticks with Tyson and sticks with Kim, then and even if Michelle is there, but she then did, but- risk – Having this, then you
0: risk the split vote for fail. But Jer- but but Jeremy did leave, so it just it. I mean, they did huddle after Jeremy left, so I think that they definitely changed maybe a thing or two. Okay. So I, I think that the only way this is possible is that they knew Michelle was in. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense to me. Otherwise, they could have got screwed out of the vote if Michelle wasn't with them. So Nick had to have been a hundred percent positive that Michelle was in. And honestly, like, like Michelle, like they've been together this whole game, so. Um but yeah. i do want i do wanna wrap i do wanna wrap things up and not keep yeah. it too long. That's we hard. will tweet out the official vote um once we figure it out i'm gonna get to it and tweet tweet out that uh wikipedia vote right now and see if we can get any people um to confirm it or or whatnot but uh yeah uh thanks everyone for listening looking forward to next week got nothing Everybody else for you.
2: about the can- oh you beat me to it ryan <laughs> All right, you you gotta end you gotta end it go <sighs> Grab your torches, head back to camp. Good night.